You just made the list. Well, Lottie freaking God. I am 100% certain that I am 0% sure of what I'm going to do. Well, we should make a list. Lists are good. Lists are good. Lists are good. I love you in your face. Hey, best friends. Welcome to Lost in Lists. It's a podcast that loves lists and lists its loves. My name is Dan Conopasic, and I am the host of this podcast. Each week, I invite a guest, and we rank our top five of some category. Now, we mostly won't claim that our rankings are the greatest choices, but we love them, and we will defend them tooth and nail. Enjoy! Hey there, best friend, COVID Al Roker. How you doing today? Hey, that's me. That's you! Yeah. John, why are you Al Roker again? Well, it, you, because... I'm Al Roker because you told me, not that I'm fat, but that <laughs> I jump in and fill in for people when they cancel. And we it must have true. We must have another and cancellation. And even though we did. I have COVID, which that- if anyone's if anyone's keeping score at home, that means I've had it once. Dan has it has had it twice. So Dan <laughs> is still winning in the COVID Audience. score sheet. <laughs> Audience. Um, John is a liar, but he's my friend, and so I will just leave it at that. Guess what, though? I got my second shot yesterday. Oh, nice. I, I could not sleep on the left side of my body, and my back is killing me. So I was scheduled. I'm, I'm 90. I was scheduled to get my COVID vaccine twice this week, once on Tuesday and once on Wednesday, because the reason I did that is because I was going to get the Johnson & Johnson vaccine on Tuesday, oh, yeah. which is only one shot. And then yeah. it would be done, and then I wouldn't have to mess with the one I had scheduled on Wednesday, which was a two-shotter, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And as it turns out, I got COVID tested on Tuesday, and oh. I tested positive on Tuesday. So I was like, oh, that's nice. I guess I'm not getting the vaccine, since apparently if you um, shoot up the COVID virus while having it, it can be um, negative for your body. Oh, like what are the results? Well, death? probably death. I don't know. Oh dear. But they don't oh let you get the vaccine if you have it. So. But what if you didn't know that you had it? Right, and I'm sure that that's happened, uh, and the people were fine. So I don't oh know. Dear. I'm I'm not a scientist, Dan. Okay, I'm not either. Now I have paranoia that I have it, and I'm gonna die. <laughs> But let's talk about the Oscars, John. The Academy Awards are coming up. The nominations came out. That was a really smooth transition, wasn't it? Here's the deal. When you have COVID, there's not much else you can do, right? Yeah, you've watched almost everything? I've watched a lot of movies this week. Okay. Because I've like been on death's door and I'm I have all this these you know, coughing and like I'm just I don't know what to do, so I've just been watching movies. And probably downing bottles of NyQuil. Well, Dayquil, I, Dayquil, excuse me. Listen, I have I have finished almost one bottle of Dayquil this week. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not horrible. It's okay. Not horrible. okay, because because fine. you can drink like you know one of those little cupfuls every like four yeah. hours. Oh, so you know if I'm like really hitting it hard, you know I can get through one like you know pretty quickly. Is <laughs> that in the bottle? Dayquil. <laughs> Yeah. So you've watched a lot while you've had COVID right now. Okay, so do you have the list of the nominees? I do. Okay. So what category would you like to start with, or do you just want me to tell you? Oh, this is – okay, so here. Uh, let me just, like, 
tell you which ones I haven't seen. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, good to know. Because then we'll know what to not talk about. Like, okay. I let me pull it up. Just a I'm impressed that you've seen so many because there's some on this list that I thought would John have already seen that? Yeah. Or would John have actually pursued to see it? Like, I'm I'm trying to see as much as I possibly can before the ceremony. There yeah. there are a couple that I like will be disappointed if I can't see before the ceremony. Okay, so. these are the ones I've seen. I've seen The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, um, Nomadland, Promising a Woman, Sound of Metal, Trial of Chicago 7. Okay, wait, let's stop there, because that's Best Picture. Oh, okay. So let's let's just start with Best Picture, because you just listed them all. Okay. What, what do you think, what, what do you want to win? Okay, so of all the movies that I saw... Of those yes. of, of those movies, how many of is that? Is movies. that is like yeah. eight? Uh, of those eight movies, um, the movies that very clearly stand out to me from the others okay. are Sound of Metal, Promising uh-huh. Young Woman, and The Father. Oh, okay. Um, so those stand out. So those are those those are, those are definitely favorites? stand out. Now, now listen. Okay. This is we can't help but get political on this episode. Because, okay. because I don't the talk nature because I don't understand. It, listen, but you can go I'm ahead. just saying the nature of movies, especially yeah. this year, is just yeah. that of a political nature, and there's nothing that sure. we can do about that. And um, okay, I think that there would be people that feel differently about those three standing out. I think that oh, um, uh, maybe some of our African American friends would just absolutely love Judas and the and the Black Messiah. Um, mm-hmm. For instance, because it would maybe touch a certain chord with them that it didn't with me. I sure I and en- I enjoyed it a lot. Um, another one that some people might have really connected with is the five bloods. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't for me. I tried it. I started it. I couldn't get into it. Uh, it. It was probably good that you stopped then because it gets it gets a lot weirder towards the end but anyway sure. um but i love vietnam stuff yeah um this is i uh, anyway we'll get to that anyway so <laughs> there's there's um i can imagine that there are some people out there that would disagree with me i guess is what i'm getting at um i think so that those are the three that stood out to you yeah i think Do that think of, those of those three are, yeah um i think the only one that has a legit chance of winning is sound of metal and I don't know that it will. I yeah. I just feel like, and I don't know why, but I just feel like it's going to be Minari or Nomadland. Yeah. And um, and with an outside chance of something like Trial of Chicago Seven, mm-hmm. because it's so political. Um, mm-hmm. Trial of Chicago Seven is interesting. I Aaron Sorkin, you know. A lot of the movies this year were kind of like um, they seem to have a pretty heavy socialism theme and like mm-hmm. um, saying, you know, like e- even in Chicago 7, it was like a repeated theme. Hey, communism and socialism is different. Socialism is good. And like and mm-hmm. I, I don't know, like I feel like uh, the Democrat Party uh, kind of is um, uh, embracing socialism a, a, a little bit. Um kind of uh, recently and the voters are mainly democrats and so mm-hmm. that could bring a lot of votes to you know things that are pushing that and i don't i don't know so um we'll see 
we'll we'll see what happens. But um, my guess okay. is that it'll be Minari, or it'll be Nomadland. If it's Minari, that's amazing that two Korean movies have won back-to-back Best Picture winners. And I would be fine with that because I have not seen Minari, but it is the one that I've wanted to see the most out of all of those. Okay, so let's talk about it a little bit. And I'm not going to give you any spoilers. Um, Okay. The production company is A24. Are you familiar? Yes, I Um, am familiar. I've seen some A24 movies that have either, like, freaked me out tremendously or mm -hmm. I've really, really liked a lot. A24... um, has a lot of movies that are very weird, like yeah. Melancholia and like um, just very suspenseful um, uh-huh. movies that take huge twists and turns and like and and so I was expecting it to get really weird. You know what I oh, mean? Okay. Like like a parasite yeah. type situation. Like yeah. halfway through, um, it is just. Um, I know my wife would appreciate it if, and so those listeners that I'm about ready to say this to, um, it it is basically um, kind of a straight family drama. And oh, I'm so excited for that. There is forgive me. You do not have to watch it with a suspenseful heart. Uh-huh. Um, the kid in that movie uh-huh. is unbelievable. Um, he's adorable. He he's not just adorable. He is seriously. Um, Okay, so have you seen News of the World? No. Okay, so in News of the World, they have, and forgive me those out there that don't agree with this, they, (laughs) okay, the movie is mainly Tom Hanks and this kid actor, this girl who's probably 10. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like this girl is good. Now, that being okay. said, that being said. And she's she's nominated for a Screen Actors Guild Award. That's great. This, this so here's the deal. Like she was put into an impossible situation. Like what they had her doing, okay, in News of the World is mm-hmm. she's a kid that was raised by Indians and does not speak English. Okay. Oh, wow. How how could I mean like even an adult actor would have a really hard time <laughs> pulling that off to be believable? And yeah. so Helena Zengel, that's her name. Okay. So so I want to I want to be clear that I'm not trying to rip on a 10-year-old kid, okay? <laughs> like her job was like near impossible because because it would be I mean it's like it was like Jodie Foster and Nell, you know what I mean? Like sure. that's what they're expecting this girl to pull off. And she's like, you know, it's her first acting gig ever and she's with Tom Tom Hanks. So that was it's a like, deep cut for the record. I mean like what was that? That was a deep cut. What does that mean? Like you had to dig to come up with that one, Jodie Foster and Nell. Like, oh, oh, okay, okay, into okay. There. yeah, okay. So, um, yeah. So I just don't think she pulled it off well. I I think that the girl maybe wasn't great, sure. but maybe she was the best possible ten year old to do it. I don't know, but yeah. Um, this kid though is like six when he filmed this movie, uh, Minari, uh-huh. and. He is unbelievable. Like he, oh, everything awesome. about him is believable, and it seems like he is like legit, like a great actor. <laughs> like it's yeah, it's really that's cool. And the, he there's two kids, and the older kid yes. uh, is hardly in it. I mean, she's in okay. a little bit, but it's mainly the little kid, the um, okay, the little boy, and his dad. But um, so yeah. out of the best picture nominees, I've watched Mank. You didn't Nomad finish Land. it. You didn't finish. No, Mank. I finished Mank. Oh, I okay, okay, good. Mank, Nomadland, 
uh, Sound of Metal and Trial of the Chicago Chicago Seven. Those are the the four that I've watched. Uh, no Man Land bored me to tears because it is mm-hmm. not something I could connect with. Yep. Uh, Mank bored me to tears, even though I love Hollywood. I hated it. I just mm-hmm. thought it was super boring, and I didn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, so therefore, Sound of Metal and Trial of Chicago Seven. I I did genuinely like both of those. Yeah. But I'll tell you, Sound of Metal is my jam. That is this this yeah. that movie is just something that I am pulling for right now without knowing the other nominees. Yeah. But, so, so let's let go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say, well, let's go to another category and talk sure. more about something. Yeah. Something, okay. So best category. director, um, yep. Uh, Minari, um, promising young woman, Mank, another round, No Land. I haven't seen another round. That's the only one I haven't seen I in that category. I can't wait to see another round because I think it's about teachers becoming drunks. Oh, okay. And that's on Hulu. <laughs> and I'm not a right? drunk, but I do like teachers. <laughs> <laughs> that's on Hulu, I, right? It is on Hulu, yeah. And okay. I can't talk about director intelligently because I don't necessarily – I mean, I used to be a theater director, but I don't think I understand everything that it takes to, to be a, uh, a film director by any means. Yeah. Also, you hear Daisy barking right now. We are in my home because of John's COVID, <laughs> and there will be noises, I'm sure, <laughs> throughout this episode. Um, John coughing and my dog barking. So, um, director so, – um, Director, go ahead. For me, uh, I find it hard to know um, – and I think that I imagine the people on the inside of Hollywood um, find a lot of things frustrating with the award mm-hmm. process. Obviously, oh, sure. it's all political. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, I don't know how much credit people get and don't get that should get it or shouldn't get it. And I'm Understood. guessing that insiders really know that kind of stuff. So, for instance, this year is the first year they're doing Sound editing and sound mixing is one category in sound. I wondered about that. Yeah. Because yeah. it used to be two. And and every year up till this point, it's been two. The problem is, is that the actual audio people, they know the difference and nobody else yeah. does. Like See, no nobody cool. else does. And Keep so, it separate. Well, no, what I'm saying is everyone else is voting for it, though. And they're, they're uh, just voting for the same thing twice because they don't know the uh, difference. And sure. and I'm sure okay. that the sound people are super annoyed by that because they're like, wow, this guy did an awesome job mixing. This guy did an jo- awesome job editing. And nobody knows what that is. And the wrong people are winning. So I I don't know. I'm fine with them making it one. But I was just that using be- that as an example. And this is yeah. – ju- I just wanted to get to this point. I don't know the difference between best director and best editor. And the reason I say uh, that is sure. because – because I feel like a director would be in the editing booth telling the editor what he's going for. Like, yeah. I meant this this scene right here was meant to be intercut with this scene. Now you do it. You know what I mean? And so, yep. like, yep. sure, the editor is doing it, but the, the director has to be coming up with the idea, does he not? I mean, like, how could he film it if it wasn't? I mean, I, don't, I just don't know that difference, okay? And so yeah. when I was watching The Father, okay, I, yeah. was, I was hyper aware of the editing and how great it was. I noticed that the father did not get nominated for best director, but it is for editor. And so it's like, um, I don't know. I feel like it was probably snubbed for best director is what, is what I feel like, because I mean, I'm guessing that, and I don't know, maybe the editor was the director who knows, but here's the deal with the father. Okay. The father, which, you know, I'm sure is, about Anthony Hopkins and his Alzheimer's or his dementia, right? Well, the really cool thing about The Father, okay, and I loved this movie, Dan. Loved it, okay? 
is the director, okay, made it so we don't know what's going on. It's oh, it's sure. r- it's really interesting because like what they do is Anthony Hopkins uh is very frustrated because people are treating him like a child and they're acting like he's forgetting things, but they are constantly switching in and out the actors. So like you'll have him really? Yeah, you'll like he'll have he'll be talking to someone and then his daughter leaves the room and she comes back as another actress. And oh, then like wow. and he's like who are you? And like and it's like and so, and so we don't know what's going on. And so it's really really interesting and suspenseful and cool and the daughter is excellent. So and I think Olivia she Coleman. was nominated um she was Olivia something. Olivia Coleman. Yeah, yes. she is nominated. She was excellent. And so uh, I would be super pumped if she won, but I don't think the father's going to win anything. It right. feels like it feels like the father is one of those movies that everyone is like sees the trailer and they're like, "Oh, I know everything about that movie. It's like an old man movie, and yes. he's like, it's like the straight story or you know whatever." And <laughs> and I know everything about it without watching it, and they're just going to dismiss it and not give it a chance. Also, yeah. it's not on streaming anywhere. And so right. people aren't going to know how great it is. And and it's going to be totally dismissed, and I'm very sad. I think Anthony Hopkins absolutely deserves to be in like the top two for best actor this year. Yeah. I will tell you that I did not know what you just told me, and I would have thought the exact same thing. I'm just not going to watch it until right. I absolutely have to watch right. it because it just looks like, oh, it's sad. He exactly. She's caring from. Right. But that sounds fast. Oh, it's super interesting. And That's I cool. really, really loved it. I couldn't, I couldn't love it more. And, I'll tell um, you that this, yeah, this year I have, I've, I've, Paid more attention to the Oscars since the nominations because I didn't realize how many things were actually streaming. Right, and so it's I feel so nice. better prepared getting yeah. into this year, and I want to. I want to be like, thank you, world, for giving us <laughs> these streaming right. options because we're not going anywhere, yeah. and we can appreciate it and we can love it. With that being said, um, you know, I just I wish everything was streaming, but of course I can't. <laughs> that's yeah. not how things are going right now. So I'm glad to hear that that's a that's a great movie. Let's move on to some acting categories. Okay, let's I, just best actor. Go ahead. Let's do best actor. Okay, okay. Because so, I have a problem with best actor. Okay, okay, so out of these, you've got Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins, The Father, Gary Oldman, Mank, Stephen Yoon, I guess, sorry, Minari. I have seen Sound of Metal, Black Bottom, and Mank. And I just, I know it's going to go to Chadwick Boseman. It's just going to. But boy, did I love Riz Ahmed. Agreed. Um, on both and you counts. love Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> okay, so if okay, so I I loved Minari. Okay, so yep. the dad in Minari, his name's Stephen Ewan or something like that. Mm-hmm. Juan, uh, I don't know how do you pronounce it. It's Y E U N. Anyway, um, we love and we value you. I know you're not listening, but still. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he was great, um, and. I really liked Gary Oldman and Mank. I thought he was great. Mm-hmm. I know that you oh, didn't like it as very much, but I liked yeah. him. Because um, I just don't care. <clears throat> I thought Anthony Hopkins was unbelievable um, in in The Father. Um, Riz Ahmed, great in Sound of Metal. And out of all those, I would probably give it to Riz Ahmed. The only person I didn't think did great was Chadwick Boseman. That's and, crazy, John. Yeah, really? And, yeah, I, I really, I really didn't like his performance, and because it felt really? to me, 
um, when I was watching that movie, I felt like he was acting on a stage. Like it was, it was like, uh-huh. um, it, it was, I don't know, like everything about it felt like I was watching someone acting. Yes. And, and, and that wasn't true even of other people in that movie. So, um, oh, really? I, like for instance, I thought Vo- Viola Davis was unbelievable as Ma Rainey. Yep. I thought, yep. I thought she was, I thought she was Ma Rainey. Like she was, yep. she, she, I, I didn't see Viola Davis yep. at all. Yep. I saw her character and how she was a, annoyed and frustrated everybody and how she was a powerful black woman in this yep. time where like they didn't get respect and she was demanding and then like you had this character guy running in the screen Chadwick Boseman like doing his play and or you know doing his part and dancing around and like uh-huh. I I just it just didn't seem genuine at all to me and I and I was so sad about that because I know he's going to win and so, I think that all four of the other play, people are better than him and oh, that's <laughs> it's funny. just going to be so sad for me because especially Riz Ahmed is unbelievable yeah I mean like gracious I mean like so Ma Ma Reedy's Black Bottom is a stage play that's the thing it, yeah it, I know it, it's a stage play so it kind of makes sense that sure. it would fit that yeah yeah except it's not a it's not a play. It's and supposed I, to be a movie of like real characters, and, but I'm also surprised that you wouldn't say the same thing about Viola Davis that you would say about Chadwick Boseman because I felt like she was going. They both were going big, but I thought they were both going believable. I I I I completely believed it. I I that's great. Disagree with you on it. Yeah. I I I wouldn't vote for him because I love Sound of Metal so so yeah. much. But I mean, who doesn't love Chadwick Boseman? All of Hollywood loves Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. The entire world loves Chadwick Boseman. I'm okay with him getting an Oscar. Um, but I think you know because yeah. I've only seen just a few things. I still love Sound of Metal. Worth. Yeah, he's definitely going to win. Yeah. What about Best Actress? Um. Okay. So. Um. Again, Viola Davis. I thought was great. Um. Yep. Andrea Day. Have you seen Billy Holiday? I haven't. Have you? I have. Um, she, oh, okay. She was good. Um, she won it. the Golden Globe. Yeah. She... But she's not nominated for the Screen Actors Guild. I, I, I think that's the one thing that's going to hurt her in this race is because somehow she's not nominated for the uh, for the okay. Screen Actors Guild. Well, I, I thought she was good. I, um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it was fine. Um, Vanessa Kirby. Um, Did you watch that movie? Yeah. Pieces of I'm, a Woman. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. I'm. It's on Netflix. I'm very curious to watch it. I know the premise. I think it's going to be a hard movie to watch. But I listened to another podcast that said that's great that she got that nomination because it's the it's the best thing about that movie. They didn't love the movie, but they said Vanessa Kirby is fantastic in that. Movie. Okay, so I I very very much disagree with them that that's the oh, only okay. good thing about the movie. Ah, um, I didn't know. I think that Shia LaBeouf is amazing in that movie. Oh, like, sure. He, he does. He does really good as well. Um, okay. I um, uh, hor- I think it's a horrific movie. I would mm-hmm. never want to watch it again. Um, the first, um, like, you know, some movies have a cold open. I guess is yeah. what I'll call it, where you have a, a scene uh, that goes on for X number of minutes, and then it gives the title slide to the movie. Um, uh-huh. One that jumps out to me uh, as a funny cold open is something like Raising Arizona, whose oh, yeah. cold open is like twenty five minutes long, and yes. then um, <laughs> and, and then like halfway through the movie, it throws up the the Raising Arizona title slide. I love when that happens. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's right. I guess they didn't put up the title slide. <laughs> it's pretty great. Well, 
Anyway, this movie, Pieces of Woman, is very similar. Um, the, oh. the opening cold open is very long, and it maybe is the most realistic birth ever recorded oh in a movie. Oh, dear. Oh um, dear. They show the entire birth process um, and... Um, you know, something horrible happens. The whole movie, the whole rest of the movie is based, you know, um, based on their child who dies in birth. And um, and that's, and that's, I don't know if I can handle that. I really don't know. Something has happened to me since I've become a dad. Yeah. That, 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 anything about a baby, mm-hmm. maybe because I have a two-year-old, anything bad happening to a baby, I can't. Yeah. Function like I watched that white, uh, not white, uh, black, black mirror episode, uh, crocodile uh-huh. uh, that uh, Jeremy and I briefly talked about, and a, a baby is murdered in that episode, and oh, I sure. lost my mind. And so I, I don't know if I can actually watch it truthfully. Yeah, it's um, when I, I mean, like I've been through five births, and sure, the it it's. It's like at least mildly surprising to me that she wasn't actually having a baby. Like, oh, wow. it, I mean, it was, it was, it was really, really well done. Um, okay. Her acting in that scene is very well done. Yeah. Um, it is really hard to see the baby dead. Um, yeah. It's not great. And then, and then what makes the, the rest of the movie horrible is that they're just like, they can't handle it mentally. Like, yeah. like it's just a, a a roller coaster of horribleness. They both end up cheating on each other, and like ah. the, it's just like a disaster. And like I Get never the popcorn ever out. ever Let's ever want to watch see it again. Pieces of a woman, but but it's really <laughs> no, good. Thank you. Uh, acting wise, and and okay. Shia LaBeouf and Vanessa Kirby are both excellent. Um, okay. Nomadland. I had no interest. Um, it was not a good movie. Can- Carrie Mulligan in P- Promising Young Woman was great. Okay. Um, Can I say something about Nomadland yeah. really quickly? Yeah. So I don't I don't love Frances McDormand as a person from what I've seen. <laughs> I know that sounds awful. <laughs> You're talking about in the watch... in the movie or in No, I'm like, just talking about life. who she is. I'm oh, not a okay. Frances McDormand fan. Okay. Although I've I've loved some of her movies. Yeah. Um that we might even talk about a little bit later on this episode. Yeah. Hint, hint, hint. But all that to say that I thought that her character was really just her. Like I didn't think oh, to myself sure. at any moment, wow, she's playing a woman named Fern. It just seemed like right. Frances McDormand yeah. <laughs> traveling in a van. Yeah, I agree um, with you. The the only thing I like about No Man Land no Nomad Land, I think it's pretty. That's all. I'm I I mean, I guess it's really dark and <laughs> I gross. Yeah. I mean like I mean it's pretty in its but own way. It's pretty like right. What I'm saying, Nan, is that if I had to choose a place to live, I would not live in like a sagebrush <laughs> desert, okay? And like, like that scruffy crap that's in like yeah. you know Eastern Wyoming. No, thank yeah. you. I, I I mean like, but 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 listen, every place is beautiful in its own way. You know what I mean? Sure. Like the people that live in Kansas somehow think that their state is pretty and i'm sure that there are some areas <laughs> sorry jeremy wickler and melissa wickler in kansas i'm sure some of the some of the areas are sorry pretty. phyllis i know you listen to phyllis we're, we're sorry <laughs> i'm just you know what i mean like there's uh, there's beauty in everything and there is yeah. beauty in nomad land it's just also very dark and dingy and dirty and gross at the same yeah. time so yeah but i'm with you 
What about supporting actor? Sasha Baron Cohen, The Trial of Chicago 7, Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami, I wish I was just watching Hamilton, uh, Paul Racy, Sound of Metal, and Lakeith Stanfield, Judas and the Black Messiah. I laughed at a podcast that said, oh, these two guys from Judas and the Black Messiah are nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Apparently, there's no lead actors in this movie. No, it, and, <laughs> and, and, and that's ridiculous, by the way, because, because um, Daniel, who plays... The main guy, um, Hampton. Uh, uh-huh. What is his name? Freddie. I uh-huh. I don't remember his first name. Fred. Yeah, I think it's Fred Hampton. Anyway, um, he is in almost every scene of the whole entire movie. Oh, There's so he no be way. Actor. I mean, like he is definitely a lead actor. Also, well, it, I think he's yeah. British, and he yes. has like an amazing American accent in this movie. Yes. Like for for what for my money, he should win. Like his mm-hmm. his voice is amazing, and they have yeah. they have uh they have clips of the actual guy, um the actual guy Fred Hampton, who um got assassinated when he was only yep. twenty one years old. Okay, yep. super young. The FBI assassinated him. They have him actually clips of him talking over the, at the end of the credits. Oh wow. And he sounds exactly like Daniel Kaluuya or whatever his name is. What's his name? That's great. I I, I thought it was Daniel Kaluuya. I'm, I'm Kaluuya. Sure. Okay. Again, well. Again, anyway, that dude is amazing, and he should win. Uh, well, as far as I'm like concerned, <laughs> that's one of those situations where it's like, oh, but I like him, and I also like Leslie Odom Jr. So I yeah. like those people. They, they were both. Win. Just in case you don't, <laughs> our audience doesn't know who they were. They were both in Get Out. Daniel was yep. the main boyfriend of Allison. Williams, yeah, uh, and then the the other guy who plays the informant on uh, him, uh, mm-hmm. Lakeith Stanfield, he is the yep. guy that was like the young guy that was already yep. brainwashed when they got there or whatever. I think that's fantastic. I love it. And so yeah, they're so cool. they're both great. They're both great in the movie. I would just give it to to Daniel. Yeah. Now, of course, you know I have to talk about Sound of Metal just briefly. Yeah, and. That last scene with Paul Racy where he's talking, the last scene that he's in. Is Paul Racy the old guy? The old guy. Okay. And he's he's talking to Riz Ahmed's character, Ruben. Um, and I'm not going to give away essentially what he says to him. But at, but at the end of that scene when Ruben walks out, Riz Ahmed walks out of the room, Paul Racy's face changes from confidence and being strong to just sad and tears in his eyes yeah. in like a split second. And I had the biggest goosebumps when I saw that part in the movie. Yeah. I mean, just for those few seconds, he deserved that nomination. Um, okay, supporting actress, okay. Maria Bakalovo. Uh We can skip her. Sure. She's not going to win. Okay. Um, but like, <laughs> I'm surprised you watched Borat. I watched about half of it. I was like, oh, I hate Borat again. <laughs> yeah, I have a strong connection to Kazakhstan. My sister lived there That's for 20 right. years. That's and, right. And um, my nephew lives there currently. And yep. so um, I'll usually watch anything that has to do with Kazakhstan. Sure. Um, Glenn Close, Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Coleman, the father, Amanda Seafried, Mank, and the actress from Minari. Okay. Yoon, 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 I can't say. Okay, name. so sorry. Let's talk about a few of these. Um, Amanda Seafried should not have been nominated. Probably no, no, um, not at all. I don't know why she was nominated. There's no way she's going to win. Olivia no. Coleman should win. Uh, uh-huh. probably for the father. Um, my guess is that she won't, but who knows? I she should. Um, mm-hmm. the and the Minari actress, and I, I don't want to hash up her Korean name. Sorry about that. Which I but, already did. Sorry. Um, that is not the mom 
um, that is the, it's the grandmother, right? Yeah, she's yeah. the older lady, and she was great. Like yes. the 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 little the little kid <laughs> like does stuff wrong, and the parents are like they have to like discipline him. <laughs> and she, mm-hmm. Okay, I I I I really feel like <laughs> I should tell you this one thing that happens, and I don't. It's just one of those things you don't want to spoil it. Okay, well, so the kid. Before you say okay, it, I'm not going to tell it. you. I'm not going to tell you. Oh, the okay. Ki- well, the kid I- does something to the grandma. That's uh-huh. very mean. Okay. 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 Very mean and very disgusting. And um and he because okay, so just to set it up a little bit, okay, they moved to Arkansas because the the dad wants to try to be successful. And his yeah. whole he wants to provide for his family. And his wife is a huge jerk. <laughs> And is constantly belittling him for not succeeding and like different things like that. Eventually, she invites her mother, the mom's mother, to live with them. Yep. And the mom's mother is super positive and wonderful, like basically the whole time. And it's always, it's great because then the dad has some relief from his nagging wife a little bit. Well, the thing is, the, the grandma lived in Korea. And so. She had never met the little boy. The boy is Aww. six years old, right? Yeah. And he had never met his grandma. And his, and he is he, he, he's always accusing her of not being a real grandma because she doesn't know how to uh-huh. cook. And uh-huh. like and and he doesn't trust her and he doesn't want to be her friend. And he's always doing stuff to her that's like super, super mean and disgusting. And yeah. like um and she's constantly defending him so like they Aww. like he does something really mean to her and the dad get, makes him go get a, a switch like from the outside so he yeah. can spank him and the grandma is like cheering him on to get to like the littlest one and like like and it's just really cute and awesome well, and i really I liked watched, her but she really yeah. wasn't in very much of it Okay. And so well, I, when I watched the trailer, I was like, that that lady is hilarious. I love her. Absolutely. I don't even know anything. Yeah. She's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Well-deserved nomination. Uh-huh. I just don't think that she's better than Olivia Coleman. Well, here's the thing that I'm going to say about that category is I think that that category is the most wide open race, except for Maria Bakalova. Um, I watched Hillbilly Elegy thinking that it was going to be an amazing movie, and Glenn Close is great in it, but I don't think that she's going to get it because the movie was panned so badly. Right. Um, so maybe it's just going to be an Olivia Coleman and the wonderful lady from Minari, whose name I've already butchered and I don't want to butcher again. And maybe it'll be between the two of them. Who knows? Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's Olivia, but who knows? Well, I just want to say really quickly that you know that it Onward destroyed me. I don't think it's going to win. I think Soul's going to win. Yeah, it, it, um, it will. And I'm glad you mentioned that because Onward definitely should win. I, I, I haven't seen Soul. That's on my list. I love Onward so, so, so much. Um, So anyway, there's that. Okay. Uh, uh, what uh, other categories do you want to talk about? Best original score. Uh, oh sure, I think News of the World should win that. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think it will. I think it'll be Soul. Yeah. I think Soul's gonna um, as pretty much has those both those categories wrapped up. How amazing is Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross nominated twice? That's yeah, amazing. That's pretty amazing. I mean that they should they should probably win <laughs> just just for right? being nominated because you've been nominated twice. Yeah, I thought The Five Bloods was a horrible soundtrack, but you know whatever. We'll, we'll figure out, you know. What I do want to say. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I do want to say that Husevik from Eurovision Song Contest is nominated for Best Original Song. I do love that song. <laughs> I do love that movie. It will not win, but I can dream. 
Yeah, yeah, that's. Awesome. I know. I know. You said that you have not watched. Have you watched any of the documentary movies? Uh, no. I watched. Okay. I was in the room when my octopus teacher was playing. <laughs> Which we know Jenny loves. Yeah. I th- almost all, so many of them are available on streaming. Uh, I, I'm halfway through my Octopus Teacher. I know Jenny loves it. It's just it's just kind of boring to me. Uh-huh. But but Crip Camp is so good. Is so, so good. Well, I hope it I, wins then. That's great. I did not realize, as an educator, what went into the American Disabilities Act what went into 504. And as an educator, we talk about 504s all the time with our students. And I think I would not just show Grip Camp to students. It's not a movie that you just can show to them. Right. But it would be wonderful for them to know what the generation or two before them did so that they could get what they are getting in the classroom. Yeah. And there's a little bit of me that would be like, See, you need to appreciate it a little bit more. I mean, there's plenty of kids that do appreciate it. <laughs> Don't yeah. get me wrong, but it, it it was so fascinating to me. Um, Crip Camp is basically the story, uh, real life story about a bunch of um, young adults, high school and older, that were at in uh, a camp for students with physical and, uh, for some cases, intellectual disabilities. And this camp existed for a number of years in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. And then these people that were a part of the camp, this this one kind of core group. <clears throat> that were there for years went on and like mostly led by this woman by the name of, of Judy human who just like went to Congress and was like, Hey, you treat us horribly. How about you stop doing that? Essentially. And it's, it's, it's a great movie. It's a great, That's great awesome. movie. And you know, for us who work with people with disabilities, you more so than I, um, it's, it's, it's one that I, I really enjoyed a lot. So, That's great. Now that we've talked about this year's nominees, we are going to get into our real topic today, even though we talked about that for a while. So let's take a quick break and then we're going to dive into our topic today. Let's do it. We didn't go anywhere. We just took a second to pause and breathe. John, Man, what are we? No. What are we? Do not pull back the curtain like that. I hate this. <laughs> COVID Al Roker, what are we talking about today? <laughs> okay, so today we're talking about uh, a top five um, movies that mm-hmm. undeservedly won Best Picture. Now, yes, yes, just, yes. just, I just want to throw this out there before we start. That I'm only going to, I'm okay. So I want I want to say this without giving away one of mine already. But like, okay. So here's the deal. Okay. I'm basically going to restrain myself from only um, considering movies that were nominated oh, that year. So 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 for okay. instance, okay. If um uh you know um in you know, whatever year, like, um, let's talk about 1999. Oh, um, no, let's not talk about 1999. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so let, let's, let's say, let's say that there was an excellent movie. Okay. <laughs> like a really excellent movie that came uh-huh. out a year in, in a year, but for whatever reason, it wasn't nominated. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking that into account because it was already snubbed. And I can only, okay. I can only, I'm, I'm just saying, of the nominated films, uh-huh. which one was very clearly incorrectly chosen of the nominated okay. films? Okay. Does that make sense? I, now there it, is going to be, there is going to be something that I'll bring up 
I, I'm going to bring up a movie that wasn't nominated, but it didn't come into account when I chose, if, that's, if that makes sense. Okay. So let me tell you how I put my list together. Yeah. Okay. I just pulled up Wikipedia, all the Best Picture nominees and all the Best Picture winners, and I went year by year by year by year. Mm-hmm. And essentially what I did is I chose the ones... I started off with, okay, there's no way that it should have won it. And then I looked at the other picture movies that were nominated. Okay. I then there were some, then there were some that I thought, yeah, that was a great best picture winner. Despite the fact that there are so many other great nominees for that year, those got knocked off my list. It, oh, wait. Okay. Wait, I don't understand what you just said. You knocked okay. it off your list. If it obviously should have won. Is that what you're saying? No, I knocked it off my list because I still thought it was a great, great movie that um, absolutely – like, let me see if I can come up with an example. Um, Okay. When you say knock it off your list, you mean it can't possibly be uh, uh, wrongly – it couldn't have wrongly Right. Okay, okay. Can I I give you an example? Yeah. Can I give you an example? Like, for example, 2010, The King's Speech won. I love The King's Speech. I think The King's Speech is an amazing movie. I think it is deserving of a Best Picture Oscar. But also that year you had The Fighter, Inception, The Social Network, True Grit, and Toy Story 3. Mm -hmm. I did not put that on my top five list because I still think The King's Speech is an amazing movie that deserves a Best Picture. Yeah, I did some stuff very similar to you then. Because because if if I saw... It's funny when you go through the list... And you see a movie and you're like, I don't even need to see any other of the nominations. I know that mm-hmm. was the right choice. Like, yes. like there's just some movies that are like yes. that. Like oh, The yeah. Departed. I don't care yes. what movie other movies came out that year. I just don't care. Like it doesn't and, matter to me. I know that was and, the right choice. And even if it wasn't maybe 100% right, it definitely is not going to be on this list today. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Like I like I remember when I came across The Departed, I looked at that list and Juno is that same year. Now Juno is an amazing movie. And it's Little Miss Sunshine different... too. Um which I love. Yeah. Oh gosh, I love that movie so much. All that to say that I looked at that and I was like, but it's The Departed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like as much as I love these other movies, yeah. it's still that. Um so all that to say that's where that's where we're going today. Yeah. Now, John, I'm kind of curious do you have anything older than like 1980 on your list? I'm glad that you asked because that is a it is a problem for this list for me because uh-huh. there are movies that um you know didn't win uh yep. that were older that yep. I would put as a winner but I haven't okay. seen the winner. So there's right. no way right. I can know. For instance, I'll give you an example of one that I just ran into, okay? It's okay. 1983. I saw the right oh. stuff, and yeah. I I really liked the right stuff. I remember thinking it was a great movie back when I was a yep. kid. Okay, yep. I've never seen Terms of Endearment. Yep, I know it's a very famous movie, a very popular yep. movie. I I imagine that it would be crazy for me to say that it shouldn't have won over the right stuff. So I just skipped it. You know what I mean? Okay. Another one, okay. um, E.T. and Gandhi. I haven't seen yes. Gandhi, even though Gandhi is, you know, there's no way that E.T. should not have lost. I mean, like, I I, I couldn't switch it because I haven't seen the movie. You know what I mean? Which, that was on my short list. It didn't make my top five because you have E.T., you have Tootsie, which I love and right. a lot of people don't, and you also have The Verdict, which is a great Paul Newman courtroom drama. Sure. I will tell you that there are some that, 
Uh, wait, let me just double check. My number five. My number five is a movie that I have not seen that one best picture, but it should not have won compared to the other two that I'm going to mention when we get to that. Okay. So it sounds like we're kind of on the same page with some things. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So start us off. What's your number five? <laughs> uh, we're going to start off. We're going to start off just oh. really annoying you. Okay? Wait, 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 wait. Can I say one thing really quickly? Yeah. I don't know if you did this or not. And if whatever, you can make this choice. On episode three, we talked about how Shakespeare and Love should not have won and Saving Private Ryan should have won. Yep. That is like the ultimate. That's not on my top five today. I put that on the back burner because we've discussed that. We, I, It might be my ultimate number one. So I guess maybe I'm talking about two through six today, but I'm I'm not going to rehash that again. Okay. So because you said you that. You can if you want to. <laughs> no, listen. Because you said that, um, I'm going to now on the fly change my list. Okay. Yes, good. Okay, good. Now, I'm glad you're doing that. Now, that being said, I have an interesting thing now that you've given us this tangent. Uh-huh. Shakespeare tangent. in Love was not my number one. It was my number two. Oh, fascinating. Interesting. Yeah. Now I'm excited about your number one. Yeah. And so, and so, um, yeah, I, I will absolutely, uh, yeah, okay. okay. That sounds great. Okay. So okay. are you okay to okay. start with your number five? Yeah, I'm here. I'm number five. Um, Good. I'm just, I'm kind of reeling from this uh, new. Uh, I'm I'm new very move. sorry. I should have had that conversation with you. No, no. <laughs> but, but do you see where I'm coming from? Like we've Absolutely. had that conversation in episode three. Absolutely. Um, my number five is Parasite. Oh, John, shut your <laughs> stupid mouth. Shut your stupid uh, mouth. Why did you do this? I knew that. I knew You're that wrong. You, <laughs> you tell me that I'm wrong all the time. Yeah. Guess what? You're yeah. wrong this time. No, Go I'm ahead. not. Um, okay, so here's the deal. <laughs> Parasite. Um, I am great with it winning Best Director and Best Writing. I just um, don't think it should have won Best Picture. I just don't think it's that good. I would... Okay, so listen, I I don't know about you, and I don't know, I don't know your sensibilities on like what makes a good movie. Uh, but for me, a big part of what makes something the best movie of that year is how much I want to rewatch it. Okay, I okay, I want to I want to rewatch okay. it. I want to rewatch The Departed today. The Departed okay. is so good. Okay? <laughs> okay, the actors are amazing. Everything in it, um, the story—it's just incredible. Um, oh. I want to watch it again. Okay, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, I I would watch it. Okay, if I had to watch a movie every day, you told me I have to watch this movie every day, and I can only choose between Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite. Okay. I don't know if it wouldn't be years until I would choose to watch Parasite. <laughs> like every day, like every day at three o'clock, I have to watch one movie. I'm gonna choose. I'm gonna choose between those two movies. I'm gonna choose Once Upon a Time in Hollywood almost every day. Do you know what's funny about this? Is I I thought to myself, I wonder what it would. Cho-, and I pulled up the list again while you were talking, and I was going down them. I was like, I'm looking at these movies. I don't know which. Oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, yeah. that, that's no, clearly but, what but, have chosen. Okay, but. As you say that, like I still would, I would still rather watch Ford versus Ferrari, oh, um, okay. Jojo Rabbit. I would, I'm like, oh, there's no. there's other movies on that list that I would rather watch than Parasite. I'm, I don't, I disagree. Maybe for me it would be 1917. I disagree, yeah. but I, uh, I value your opinion. Thanks, appreciate that. You're- 
That's my number five. (laughs) Okay. My number five is, I don't know if you've ever noticed this on the show before. My number five is like one that I feel like always has to be on the list. Like my number fives typically are things that I feel like should be on the list. And maybe like if, if there was like a, like a, like a real critic, I'm not a real critic, a real critic would have it as number one, but I'm not going to make it as number one on my list. And my number five is from the year 1941. That year, Green was my Valley one best picture, but you also have Citizen Kane and you have Maltese Falcon. Now, truthfully, Citizen Kane is the number one on so many critics lists. Okay. It's a great movie. I've watched it once. I value it. I think it's fantastic. I've never seen How Green Was My Valley. I don't need to see How Green Was My Valley. Wait, because you can't you've got dismiss Citizen it Kane. if you haven't seen it. I can. I can. Because, because, also additionally, you have Maltese Falcon. And Maltese Falcon is amazing. And those two movies, I mean, maybe people would be upset if Maltese Falcon won over, over Citizen Kane. I wouldn't be upset about that. Uh, but the fact that you've got these two amazing movies that are not you know, did not win compared to this movie, How Green Was My Valley, which isn't reviewed well, um, is is a travesty on par with taking food away from me. So that's my number five, 1941. Okay, I liked it. Um, what is your number four? <coughs> Sorry, my COVID's acting up. Okay, my number four um, is um, probably going to surprise a few people, but I don't know why. Uh, my number four is going to be 1994's Forrest Gump. Oh, sure. Um, I like Forrest Gump. Uh, uh-huh. I thought it was a good movie, but there's zero chance it should have won against Shawshank Redemption or Pulp Fiction. Sure. Zero percent chance that it should sure. have won. And so because of that, um, it is because of that, it is my number four. I had it on the short list. But I didn't make it part of my top five because I really like Forrest Gump a lot. Yeah. So as much, I mean, I you love Pulp Fiction. I would choose Shawshank because that's just, you know, our personalities and what we like about movies. Um, no, I mean, I, but, would, I would choose Pulp I would choose um, Shawshank before Pulp Fiction. Oh, would you really? So yeah. you would you would have said that year Shawshank should have won Best Picture. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I fully, oh, I, then I, we are in agreement. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, that w- that made my short list. I thought about that, but I, I still really, really like Forrest Gump a lot, even though there is, you know, it's interesting to see. There's some movies that win Best Picture that get backlash years later, and I think Forrest Gump has received a fair amount of backlash. I still love it, though. I think it's a fantastic movie. It was my college roommate's favorite movie. He absolutely loved it. And so, you know, I, I just, um, I remember when I went to go see Forrest Gump. I saw. It. I think it might have been the first movie I, I had ever seen twice in the theater. Um, and, and keep in mind, I was 12 years old when this movie came out. I might have even been 11. I know I should not have been watching this movie at that age. Um, no, I was 12. And But it was the first time I watched the Academy Awards paying attention to it mm-hmm. and like knowing what these nominees were. And at that age, not seeing Shawshank Redemption, not seeing Pulp Fiction at that age, which... Way to go, John and Darlene, for doing that right. But to <laughs> but to have known that I was going to go see a movie that was a more adult movie and it was a good movie that I should should that I should see again, maybe not at my age, but it was a good movie that I should see. Um, and then watching the Oscars and seeing it win and be like, oh, I saw that. That's kind of cool. Like for me, um, I couldn't put it on my top five list, but I definitely recognize why you would. Yeah, at the time, I remember thinking I was I was rooting for Forrest Gump, and I remember being mm-hmm. happy at one. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I hadn't seen Pulp Fiction or Shawshank Redemption at uh, that okay. point. And so yep. um, I, you know, would go back and slap myself uh, for yeah. cheering for Forrest Gump now. But, um, yeah, I, I just, um, I think that Shawshank is almost a perfect movie. And it's so wonderful. It's, uh, you can't, I mean, like, if you talk about every single piece of it, including, like, you know, the soundtrack and the editing and and the cinematography and, like, just everything about it, the acting is, like, so first rate. And mm-hmm. there's just no way that it yeah. should have uh, lost to yeah. Forrest Gump. Yeah. Forrest yeah, Gump it had, didn't have the- it had way too many cheesy parts and... Well, and it was technically amazing. So people were like, "Look at this great movie!" And Tom yeah. Hanks is going to win his second Oscar in a row. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like it was, it was just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, What's your number four? My number four. So as you were talking, gosh, I really want to change things around, and I'm not going to change things around. Ooh, but you I really, should. Really you want should to change. change things around. I know because I almost want to put my number four as my number one. But I still oh, wow. okay. Okay. Listen, John. Here's the problem. I'm excited. My number four. I actually really, really like the movie that won Best Picture. But then when I look at the others that were nominated that year, all four other ones could definitely, in my opinion, have been a contender. So do I bump that up to my number one or do I keep that as my number four? Like, I still love the movie. Like, the ones that won for my other three. Because you like it, you should just keep it at four. Okay, so my number four is 1989 Driving Miss Daisy. Okay. I love that movie because it's a wonderful play. It's Um, a fantastic As I was putting my list together, Dan... Uh huh. I was I was in my heart. I was wondering if you were going to attack 1989. Okay. I I had a feeling that you were going to have 1989 Be- on your list because I I like Al- Alfred Alfred Urey is 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 the the writer of the play Driving Miss Daisy. He wrote one of my favorite plays of all time, The Last Night of Ballyhoo, as well. And Alfred Urey, I don't know if he won anything for the, for that. I have to go back and look. I didn't do that part of the research. It's a great movie, okay? It's short. It's like 89 minutes long, okay? It's a great short movie. But additionally, that year you have Born on the Fourth of July. I mean, the only one that matters is (laughs) the English teacher movie. Okay, let me get there. Born on the Fourth of July, um, My Left Foot, Field of Dreams, which I know you love to death, obviously, and it's amazing. That would be my best picture winner. And then you have my best picture winner, which is Dead Poet Society. Yeah. Like, I look at four. Those are four other movies that are amazing. Yeah. I really like says, I really like Driving Miss Daisy, though, to your I point. do, too. Yeah. I do, too. And, like, Dan Aykroyd got nominated for an Oscar in that. He's amazing in it. Um, uh, Jessica Tandy won. Morgan Freeman's amazing. Like, it's it's just a, it's a solid movie. But if you look at the other four. Now, I need to do my research. When did Do the Right Thing come out? Because I really, really, really want to say that it came out the exact same year. Mm-hmm. But I might be wrong. All right. This is where we edit. Hold on. Do the right thing. I thought it was thing. 1990. But it was probably 89. Uh, no, 1989. And so I remember because I watched a CBS... <laughs> Here's why I'm an old man. I watched a CBS Sunday morning uh, interview with Spike Lee, who talked about Spike Lee finally won an Oscar for Black Klansman, but lost Best Picture to Green Book. Spike Lee also lost, well, he wasn't nominated with Do the Right Thing, but lost to Driving Miss Daisy, both movies about people driving each other. Like, it's ironic that that's where Spike Lee keeps losing. It's kind of sad. So all that to say that that's my number four. I don't know. I don't know. I I mean, he's not my jam. He's other people's jam. But um, that's that's my number four. We I was I'm I'm a little sad we didn't go more into that because I was going to talk about Spike Lee a little bit. 
and how I just really don't like him as a director. Like sure. I've, I've seen all of his movies, I think, uh-huh. and um, there are very few that I actually like. Like he sure, got sure. game might be one of the few movies of his uh-huh. that I like. Um, yeah. but it's, I'm not his demographic either. So right. But right. Um, yeah, it is a little sad that that that's probably I think most people would consider that uh, a snub that he wasn't at least nominated um, for mm-hmm. Do the Right Thing in '89. Yeah, I like Do the Right Thing. Um, I I I thought it was fine. Okay, just like just like Black Klansman, I thought it was fine. I I, uh, I see. I didn't see it. I um I didn't think The Five Bloods was good at all. Like okay. I thought it was actually pretty bad. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, what then is your number three? Okay, my number three. Um, you're not gonna. You're. This is another one you're not gonna John, like. Why do you keep making me mad? I'm sorry, but this is an older one. So. Oh, good. good job, me. I'm very proud of you. Yeah. 1976, Rocky. Oh, I can handle this. No, okay. I can handle this. Okay. I can handle this. I, Explain why. I think that Rocky should not have won Best Picture, um, because. And obviously, it shouldn't have. I mean, I, I don't even understand how it won. But mm-hmm. uh, that that same year, um, my what my pick would be is All the President's Men. Yeah. Which yeah. I thought was just an awesome movie. But yep. you also have Network and Taxi yep. Driver that were all yep. nominated that year. Like, what in the world? How did Rocky win? Like, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even get it. Like, I just, honestly don't get it. I don't get it either. Um. I, I remember watching Network and being like, well, this is an amazing right. movie. And Taxi Driver, I don't necessarily love, but All the President's Men is fantastic. Yeah. But you love journalism movies. Love, you love Spotlight. Yeah. You love journalism movies. So yeah. Spotlight um, is so, so good. Gracious. I can see I can see why that would definitely make your list. Yeah. I'm, I thought about it, but I, I didn't. Yeah. Rocky should be out of there. What's your number three? So my number three is uh, 2017. The Shape of Water. I saw The Shape of Water. I thought it was unique. I didn't think it was I good. Didn't, yeah. I, I didn't love it, though, because I was like, well, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> but not my thing. Again, not my thing. But what else do you have that year? You have Get Wait Out. Wait a second, though. <laughs> Whose thing is that? I don't know. <laughs> it's not your thing. I don't even want to meet the person whose thing that movie is. <laughs> Look, some people appreciate <laughs> okay. intercourse with fish. Okay. Okay, um, that sounds good. I, <laughs> I, okay, it's not my thing and not other people's thing as well. But you have Get Out. Yeah. Amazing. So good. You have you have Lady Bird, which I really liked a lot. Uh-huh. And then you also have uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. Now, I did slam on Frances McDormand, but I do... Th- She's that a good movie, actress. Yes, she's amazing in that movie. That movie, I remember watching it and feeling so weird during it because I felt like, yes, let's vindicate. And then at the same time, I was like, oh my goodness, she is doing awful things right now. Yeah. Like, I understand why she is. Oh my goodness. But then again, she won. Sam Rockwell won. It's a, it's an amazing movie. Um, I, I really, it definitely made me feel uncomfortable during it but uh, but so did shape of water but all that to say is yeah. you've got three other fantastic movies and and i i would have i would have i would have voted for get out or ladybird any day over yeah absolutely over, over i think that's a good choice the shape of water yeah yeah number two Wait, my not, number two not was, saving private ryan it was gonna be shakespeare in love uh-huh over shaving private ryan um, uh-huh now 
the what is my number two now uh it got shifted it was number three it got shifted oh, okay 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 cool so just just so you know where where my numbers How are coming that from i didn't like okay. swing this from nothing up to number two Okay. Um, okay. So, which is what I almost did just a few minutes ago. <laughs> my number two is English Patient. Uh huh. Um, and English Patient. English Patient. Um, I am. I am one hundred percent on Team Elaine from okay. Seinfeld. Okay. And I'm going to play okay. a clip from Seinfeld right now, Dan, <laughs> about Elaine. Talking about English patient. Here it is. I know what it is. <laughs> Elaine, I hope you're watching the clothes because I can't take my eyes off the passion. No, I, I can't do this anymore. I can't. It's too long. Quit telling your stupid story about the stupid desert and just die already. Die! Elaine, you don't like the movie? I hate it! I'm going to hell! Why didn't you say so in the first place? You're fired. Great. I'll wait for you outside. <laughs> uh, okay. I think the English patient... I am so I am so on Team Elaine on this. I think yes. the English patient is horrible. and I And I just want... Him to die, okay, and and there's it is just I just can't even, I can't even get into it. It was it it is right up there with Shakespeare and Love to me on just okay. horrible Best Picture winners, and um, that same year you had Fargo, and you had Jerry Maguire, both of which would have been worthy Best Picture winners. Um, I know that Jerry Maguire doesn't fit the mold of a Best Picture winner. No. But it no. was incredible. Yep. It was well acted, well written. Everything about Jerry Maguire is great. And it would have been a worthy Best Picture winner. Uh, uh, English Patient, no. Um, <laughs> I, though, would have chosen a movie that wasn't even nominated that year for Best Picture. I know most oh, people. Oh, what would that been? I know most people probably, if they weren't going to have English Patient, which I hope mo is everybody, um, would have chosen Fargo because Fargo mm -hmm. is an excellent movie. Okay, but my choice for Best Picture wasn't nominated, and it was Sling Blade. I think oh. that Sling Blade oh, is Sling an incredible, oh, incredible movie, and. Um, like oh, man. high upper echelons. Like it's definitely in my top 20 all time. I love Sling Blade and it definitely should have won Best Picture that year. That's Sling my Blade number Sling Blade destroys two. me. I, I've watched it once. I can't watch it again because it makes me so sad. Oh my it's goodness. So... It is so I sad when Bob he's Thorne, talking about... It's a great movie. Oh man, when he, he's talking about burying his infant brother. Horrible. Oh, Just horrible. I can't. Oh. Um, John, my number two is also The English Patient. Oh, really? Oh, that's it really awesome. Is. It is. That is because awesome. Fargo. For me, it's yeah. Fargo. It has to be Fargo. I don't understand how it can be. I mean, yes, Jerry Maguire, sure. I, I, I look at that and I think to myself, Fargo is the standout one. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm all about Frances McDormand today, even though I slammed right, her. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but Fargo's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I, I'm with you on that. That's my number two. Okay. Without a doubt. That's awesome. Um, what's the top of your list? Where's okay. your number one? Or what is it? My number one. Another old movie. Oh, that my number one is also is gonna. I guarantee is gonna be a lot older than your old movies. Probably. <laughs> my my number one 
is 1971's French Connection. Oh, John, this made my short list. I thought about it. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't mind French Connection. It's uh-huh. fine. But uh-huh. there is no way that uh-huh. it touches Fiddler on the Roof. Uh-huh. Like, Fiddler on the Roof is in my top five all time. And, I don't think I knew that. I love Fiddler yeah, on the Roof. Yeah, I mean it is I mean it is masterful. How he uh-huh. has how he has um Topple like when he's doing his internal dialogues and they put him like on the other side of the field, like and, and the, they have and the, the people he's effect. with yes, are like way yes. in the way distance and he's yes. just like talking I mean like that is masterful. And like and it is it holds up as if it was made yesterday. I mean that movie mm-hmm. is incredible. The songs are incredible. Everything about they that movie is incredible. And and it and it is a massive classic considered that for everybody. And there is I mean you would just never hear that about the French Connection. Like if you said to anybody name your top 5 favorite movies uh-huh. unless you talk about like the people involved in the movie and their mothers Nobody is putting French Connection up there, but many, mm-hmm. many millions of people are putting Feather on the Roof up there. That means that they failed. They messed up. <laughs> now, let me tell you about some other movies that are nominated that year. Yeah. A Clockwork Orange, which I don't love because that's not my jam. But, but so many people, people would put it uh, way so up So many there. people would. Yes. And then I've never seen The Last Picture Show. Have you? I have not. Okay, the last picture show, Cloris Leachman, may she rest in peace, won Best Supporting Actress for that movie. But it is what's, I've heard so many people, like my friend Jeremy, Jeremy Wickler, my friend Jeremy Wickler loves that movie. He talked about it, like he had texted me recently about it when Cloris Leachman died and um, was like, have you ever watched this? It's great. And I was like, I haven't, and I've meant to watch it before. Cloris Leachman won Best Supporting Actress for it. Jeff Bridges is in it. A Young Sybil Shepherd is in it. I mean, from what? From what I've been told about this movie, it's absolutely amazing, um, and I think I think I think your number one is is pretty solid. I think your number one is controversial though, because um, AFI loves the French Connection. A lot of a lot of critics love the French Connection, and it's it's not my jam either. The AFI is stupid. Well, there you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. So my number one is I, I guarantee I'm going to list a couple movies that you've never heard of before. <laughs> My number one is from the year 1951. Okay, John? Okay, got it. Best picture that year was a movie called An American in Paris. Okay. I hate that movie. Oh. It is boring. Is An American in Paris on the AFI Top 100? Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Okay. The only thing cool about that movie is that it's got cool dancing. But, but it's boring for me. For me, I can't stand it. I watched it because I knew I was supposed to watch it. Gene Kelly, sure, you're amazing. But I'm going to talk about three other movies that came out that year that are far superior, are way better acted, and should have won Best Picture. Hit me with it. Okay? The first one is A Streetcar Named, named Desire. Never now, heard of it. A Streetcar... Okay. A Streetcar Named Desire... Oh, God, I need just, to help you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm oh, thank goodness. I really got head anxiety about that for just a second. For just a second. Okay. A Streetcar Named Desire is, a, is an amazing Tennessee Williams play. I thought it was Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando is the actor. Tennessee Williams is the actor. Oh, oh right. All right. Oh, dear. Okay. Marlon Brando did not win Best Actor that year. And... I'm going to controversially say that he should have won Best Actor this that year, and I'll, I'll get into that here in just a what second. What year okay? is it? 
1951. Okay. Vivian Leigh won Best Actress. Carl Malden won Best Supporting Actor. Ooh, and I can't remember her name, but I know her name is Kim. Oh, see, I'm Googling it right now. Okay. Kim Hunter won Best um, Supporting Actress. It won three out of the four acting categories and definitely, like, I think should have won Best Actor. Neither here nor there. The one that won Best Actor that year was Humphrey Bogart. Humphrey Bogart has only won one competitive Oscar, and it was for a movie called The African Queen. The African Queen is so good. It's such a good movie. Humphrey Bogart, Catherine Hepburn, so, 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 so good. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Wasn't even nominated for Best Best Picture. The other movie that should or could have won Best Picture was a movie called A Place in the Sun with Montgomery Clift, which is one of those movies that is just absolutely Heartbreaking. Is Montgomery Cliff the name of an actor? He is. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> you just make me die sometimes inside. You just make me die Sorry. sometimes inside. Sorry, I okay. didn't know if it was a writer but or an actor or, you know, whatever. Basically, what ends up happening in, in A Place in the Sun is Montgomery Glyft is supposed to marry somebody else, and he doesn't marry someone else. In fact, he actually kills her, and then there's a cover-up. And he's in Spoiler love with Elizabeth alert. Taylor, and Elizabeth Taylor is, well... It's in the middle of the movie. Elizabeth Taylor is beautiful in this movie, and he's just in love with Elizabeth Taylor. Anyway, poor Shelley Winters. Shelley Winters is the one he she he kills. Um, but um, it's 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 all it's a great solid movie. I think I'm so passionate about this one because I hated American in Paris so much. Okay. I hate it. It's so boring and so awful, and should not have won Best Picture. Gotcha. There, I said it. Well, I think that that was that. Those were great choices. Now, I'm surprised some other ones didn't come up. Like, I thought maybe you might mention Crash. I still like Crash, even though Crash is problematic. Here's the problem. Um, that whole year was horrible. Like, It was a pretty bad it was, year. It was just a down year for movies. So yeah. what are you going to do? Um, what was the other one that I thought you might mention? I don't. I can't completely remember. Um, well, definitely Shakespeare in Love, Saving Pepper Ryan. But I, I probably had a list of about 20 years where I thought, oh, something else could have, should have won. These were my five that I think definitely should not have won this yeah. picture. I'm glad that we were the same on English Patient. That is fantastic. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised we had something in common on yeah, that one. Yeah, I'm surprised we had something in common, too. <laughs> Way to go, John. This time we were both right. Thanks for having me today, Dan. Of course, John. You're my co-host. It's what we do. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I know what was on your list of questions. Where is Lost in Lists on the internet? First, Lost in Lists has its own Facebook page and Twitter account. On Facebook, just search us at Lost in Lists. And on Twitter, we are at In Lists. Also, we have our own website, LostInLists.com. Check it out. There's a lot of fun stuff on there. Guess what? Lost in Lists is on just about every major podcast platform. So wherever you listen, please show us some love. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Again, subscribe, rate, and review. Especially if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts. If you do, leave us a five-star review and a praiseworthy comment. I mean, only if you want to. It doesn't validate me as a human being or anything. Whatever. Anyway, if you have a podcast topic suggestion, or you would like to share some tips and advice, we'll take it. Feel free to email me at dan at lostinlists.com. That's D-A-N at L-O-S-T-I-N-L-I-S-T-S dot com. Anchor gives you an opportunity to donate money. 
So if you want to contribute to Lost in Lists, I'll take it. Look, I'm not too proud to admit it. If not, I'm not offended. Lost in Lists is hosted by me, Dan Konopasik. It's produced and edited by the amazing John Andrus. Thanks again, and you are definitely not lost on my list. Bye!